Chapter One, Sections Eight through Twelve of Backwater by Dorothy Richardson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter One, Section Eight. The driver gathered up his horses, and they clattered deafeningly over the last open stretch and turned into a smooth, wide prospect. Oh, bliss! Wood paving, murmured Miriam a massive smoke-grayed sharply steepled stone building appeared on the right her eyes rested on its soft shadows on the left a tall grey church was coming towards them spindling up into the sky it sailed by showing miriam a circle of little stone pillars built into its spire plumy trees streamed by standing large and separate on moss-green grass railed from the roadway bright white-faced houses with pillared porches shone through from behind them and blazed white above them against the blue sky wide side streets opened showing high balconied houses the side streets were feathered with trees and ended mistily away ahead were edges of clean bright masonry in profile soft tufted heads of trees bright green in the clear light at the end of the vista the air was like pure saffron tinted mother of pearl miriam sat back and drew a deep breath nine well chickie what's the matter why you've been very funny how you've been so dummel no i haven't oh eh how do you mean i've been funny not speaking to poor old mumjam well you haven't spoken to me no i shan't take any of my summer things there said miriam mrs henderson's face twitched shall i i'm afraid you haven't very much in the way of thick clothing i've only got my plaid dress for every day and my mixy grey for best and my dark blue summer skirt my velveteen skirt and my nainsook blouse are too old you can wear the dark blue muslin blouse with the blue skirt for a long time yet with something warm underneath my grey is very grubby you look very well in it indeed i don't mean that i mean it's all gone sort of dull and grubby over the surface when you look down it oh that's your imagination it isn't my imagination and i can see how harriet's looks you both look very nice that's not the point don't make a mountain out of a molehill my chick i'm not making anything the simple fact is that the grey dresses are piggy mrs henderson flushed deeply twining and untwining her silk-gloved fingers she thinks that's gross exaggeration that's what she wants to say pondered miriam wearily they turned into langham place she glanced to see whether her mother realized where they were look we're in the west end mother oh i'm not going to think about banbury park till it begins ten they drew up near the maison nouvelle stanlake is said a refined emphatic voice from the pavement miriam did not look for the speaker the quality of the voice brought her a moment's realization of the meaning of her afternoon's adventure she was going to be shut up away from the grown-up things the sunlit world and the people who were enjoying it she would be shut up and surrounded in wordsworth house a proper schooly school amongst all those strange roadways it would be cold english pianos and dreadful english children and trams going up and down that grey road outside as they went on down regent street she fastened for refuge from her thoughts upon a window where softly falling dresses of dull olive stood about against a draped background of pale dead yellow she held it in her mind as shop after shop streamed by 
these shops are extremely recherche it's old regent street mother said miriam argumentatively glorious old regent street ruby wine ah regent street we always walk up one side and down the other up the doll's hospital side and down liberty's glory glory ruby wine you are enthusiastic but it's so glorious don't you think so sit back a little chicky one can't see the windows you're such a solid young woman you'll see our a b c soon you know the one we go to after the saturday pops you've been to it you came to it the day we came to madame schumann's farewell it's just round here in piccadilly here it is glorious i must make the others come up once more before i die i always have a scone i don't like the aerated bread we go along the burlington arcade too i don't believe you've ever been along there it's simply perfect glove shops and fans and a smell of the most exquisite scent everywhere dear me it must be very captivating now we shall pass the parks oh isn't the sun a one copper bottom mrs henderson laughed wistfully what delicious shade under those fine old trees i almost wish i had brought my antuka oh no you don't really want it there will be more breeze presently the bus always begins to go quicker along here it's the green park that one those are clubs that side the west end clubs it's fascinating all the way along here to hyde park corner you just see park lane going up at the side park lane it goes wiggling away straight into heaven we've never been up there i always read the name at the corner you ridiculous chick ah there is the royal academy of arts oh yes i wonder if there are any latons this year or later charles later i think there is nothing more charming than those landscape scenes by later i've got three bally weeks i can see hyde park we've got ages yet it goes on being fascinating right down through kensington and right on up to the other side of putney bridge dear me isn't it fascinating after that oh not all that awful walk along the upper richmond road not until our avenue begins eleven miriam fumbled with the fastening of the low wide gate as her mother passed on up the drive she waited until the footsteps were muffled by the fullness of the may trees linking their middle branches over the bend in the drive then she looked steadily down the sun-flecked asphalted avenue along which they had just come the level sunlight streamed along the empty roadway and the shadows of the lime trees lay across the path and up the oak palings her eyes travelled up and down the boles of the trees stopping at each little stunted tuft of greenery she could no longer hear her mother's footsteps there was a scented coolness in the shady watered garden leaning gently with her breast against the upper bars of the gate she broke away from the sense of her newly made engagement she scanned the whole length of the shrouded avenue from end to end and at last looked freely up amongst the interwoven lime trees long she watched her eyes roaming from the closely growing leaves where the green was densest to the edges of the trees where the light shone through golden green she whispered green and gold held up by firm brown stems bathed in gold when she reached the open garden beyond the bend she ran once round the large centre bed where berberus and laurestinus bushes stood in a clump ringed by violas and blue lobelias and heavily scented masses of cherry ripe taking the shallow steps in two silent strides she reached the shelter of the deep porch the outer door and the door of the vestibule stood open 
gently closing the vestibule she ran across the paved hall and opened the door on the right harriet in a long fawn canvas dress with a deep silk sash was standing in the middle of the drawing-room floor with a large pot of scented geraniums in her arms twelve hello said miriam putting down her pot harriet fixed brown eyes upon her and began jumping lightly up and down where she stood the small tips of her fawn glace kid shoes shone together between the hem of her dress and the pale green of the carpet what are you doing said miriam quietly shutting the door behind her and flushing with pleasure harriet hopped more energetically the blaze from the western window caught the paste stone in the tortoise-shell comb crowning her little high twist of hair and the prisms of the lustres standing behind her on the white marble mantelpiece what you doing booby old conservatory panted harriet miriam looked vaguely down the length of the long room to where the conservatory doors stood wide open as she gazed at the white tiling harriet ceased hopping and kicked her delicately well gooby miriam grinned you've got it i knew you would the misses pern have engaged miss miriam henderson as resident teacher for the junior school oh yes i've got it smiled miriam but don't let's talk about that it's just an old school a house i don't know a bit what it'll be like i've got three bally blooming weeks don't let's talk about it all right what about saturday it's all right ted was at the club was he yes old scarlet face he were i'm not he came in just before closing time and straight up to me and asked where you were he looked sick when i told him and so fagged it was awfully hot in town murmured miriam tenderly she went to the piano and struck a note very softly he played a single with the duffer and lost it oh well of course he was so tired yes but it wasn't that it was because you weren't there he's simply no good when you're not there now he's perfectly different miriam struck her note again listen that's e flat go on that's a chord in e flat isn't it lovely it sounds perfectly different in c listen isn't it funny well don't you want to know why it's all right about saturday oh yes screamingly well that's the perfectly flabbergasting thing ted simply came to say they've got a man coming to stay with them and can he bring him my dear what a heavenly relief that makes twelve men and fourteen girls that'll do nan babington's hurt her ankle but she swears she's coming harriet sniffed and sank down on the white sheepskin drawing her knees up to her chin you shouldn't say swears well you bet she simply loves our dances did she say she did she sat on the pavilion seat with bevan seymour all the afternoon and i was with them when ted was playing with the duffer she told bevan that she didn't know anywhere else where the kids arranged the dances and everything was so jolly it's screaming my dear she said it's horrid the way she calls him my dear your ring is simply dazzling like that harry you see it's the sun of course it'll mean she'll sit out in a deck chair in the garden with bevan all the time how disgusting it's her turn for the pavilion tea on saturday she's coming in her white muslin and then coming straight on here with two sticks and wants us to keep her some flowers let's go and have tea it'll be nearly dinner time has mary made a cake i don't know tea was to be in the breakfast room when you came back why not in the conservatory because you silly old crow i'm beranging it for saturday shall we have the piano in there why don't you think so twenty-six of us 
perhaps it'll be more blissful if we have the breakfast-room piano in the hall it'll bung up the hall yes but the erard bass is so perfect for waltzes and the brilliant collared treble is so all right in the vatois i thought it was even i talked about the collared treble well i was there anyhow we'll have the grand in the conservatory oh bacchus ta-ra-ra boom dier tea said a rounded voice near the keyhole eve shouted miriam the door opened slightly i know said the voice come in eve commanded miriam trying to swing the door wide i know said the voice quivering with the effort of holding the door i know all about the new mrs perne and the new man max zonenheim max this way out called harriet from the conservatory eve pleaded miriam tugging at the door let me get at you don't be an idiot a gurgle of amusement made her loosen her hold i'm not trying you beast take your iron wrists away a small white hand waggled fingers through the aperture miriam seized and covered it come in for a minute she begged i want to see you what have you got on tea the hand twisted itself free and eve fled through the hall miriam flung after her with a yell and caught at her slender body i've a great mind to drag down your old hair tea smiled eve serenely all right i'm coming damn you aren't i oh mimmy well damn me then somebody in the house must swear i say eve what nothing only i say um end of chapter one recording by expatriate in bangor maine